Hi guys. Welcome back to Forget Your Table Manners. I'm your host, Chantel, and this is episode two. And for this episode, I just wanted to talk about like passages, like rites of passages, especially around like turning 18 and adulthood. And um, so a little bit of background about me and why I'm talking about this. My birthday was about three weeks ago. I recently turned 18, and that just got me thinking about all these different things, about specifically, like, rites of passage and becoming an adult and kind of stepping over this boundary between childhood and adulthood. So, um, I wanted to just, like, kind of dissect this, like, really sudden gain of like legitimacy and agency in life because the amount of like legal rights and professionalism and like kind of prejudices that you like one faces as a 17 year old versus 18 year old is pretty significant in my opinion um so i just wanted to like open this up and be like there are so many things that change once you turn 18. Like, about a week before I turned 18, I began wondering, like, what are all the things that I can do as an adult that I couldn't do as a 17-year-old? And obviously, like, no one's changing that significantly with it, like, between 17 years old and 18 years old. It's just, like, it's really just, like, some superfluous boundary that has significance for really no reason I don't understand but um yeah I wanted to talk about the good and bad of becoming an adult obviously the good part is like oh you gain agency and self-control and you have so many more rights both legally and just like socially than one does as a minor and that's all good and fun but there's also a bad side to being an adult there's things like taxes obviously not being ready for life um just the responsibility of like being like owning up for your own actions and their consequences i mean i feel like it's a very common thing for people to become adults and become extremely scared of that responsibility so i don't really know where i'm going with this but i think a lot of people are scared of that almost weight of being an adult and i'm sure some people feel like a weight has been lifted off of them because for me i felt like a weight was lifting off for off of me because i felt a lot of restrictions on myself as a 17 year old and once i turned 18 I just realized, like, oh, like, I can go out and, like, get a hotel room or rent a car or gamble. And I realized that, like, for a lot of people, that isn't the same. Like, people start thinking about all the responsibilities of being an adult and all this weight is placed on them because now they're, like, an independent entity. And, I mean, in the legal sense you kind of just fend for yourself in society now which scares a lot of people like i understand that a lot of people 
aren't ready for adulthood, and that's completely understandable. But for me, I always kind of wanted to break out of childhood. Like, I don't know about you guys, but as a kid, I always wanted to be older. <laughs> and now that I'm 18, like, like funny story, I actually, well, not too funny, but like, funny story. Um, I actually felt kind of sad a couple of days after I turned 18 because I was like, oh, I'm so old now. But it was like this constant narration in my head of like, oh, I'm so old. And then another voice would be like, no, you're not. You're literally 18. Like, shut up. But then like another one would be like, but like time is passing, time's fleeting, et cetera, et cetera. Like you're not, you're not like living life to the fullest. And I mean, I don't know what the point of that story was, but I think there's a lot of conflicts in aging, in time passing, in reaching like life milestones and stuff like that. So I understand the stress. Like, I'm sure that once, I think most people turn like 30, they start being like, okay, what have I accomplished in life? Where am I going in life? Like, what am I doing? Like, what have I done? So, I mean, in a small respect, turning 18 is like that, but it's still literally the very beginning of one's adulthood. So, yeah, that's just <laughs> my personal experience. But I wanted to talk about, um, like, this concept of adulting and... Adulting is, like, a relatively new thing. I think that the millennials mostly coined the term. And for those of you who don't know what adulting is, it's basically just labeling what a regular adult would do. So, like, getting a job, paying taxes, getting your first apartment, um, getting promoted, um, <laughs> buying yourself groceries, just, like, having like, a self-contained entity within yourself and, like, having responsibility for what you're doing in life. So that's basically what adulting is. And it's, like, this... It's basically a concept of calling regular human activities, quote-unquote, adulting. And I think that's a really cool concept because it's, like... It's just literally regular stuff. Like, I feel like there's a sort of phenomenon where... <sighs> where younger generations tend to label normal things as like more special than they are. Um, another example of this is like this common meme going around Gen Z with the common tagline on Twitter being like, quote unquote, Twitter user discovers blank. And I know this is a really shitty example, but, um, Basically, it was a Twitter user saying that, oh, do you guys ever feel happiness because another person is happy? Like, do you guys ever feel, like, secondhand happiness? And another Twitter user responded to that with, Twitter user discovers empathy. And that one kind of, that meme kind of sparked this whole trend of, like, Twitter users started blank, or, like, Twitter user discovers, I don't know, happiness, or joy, or human touch, or, like, romance. And I think that is a phenomenon 
in recent generations because in a way I do believe that Gen Z and millennials are kind of detached from regular human interactions and I feel like social media does contribute to that. I know that I sound like a boomer by saying that but it is kind of true to me because I mean we don't know what empathy is anymore especially with COVID as well like having that lack of face-to-face interaction really really limits what emotions you feel in a specific social context and so I don't know why this connects to becoming an adult oh I was talking about adulting but yeah there is this phenomenon of like calling regular things something more special than they are which is its own topic (laughs) like just making regular things seem more special than they are is already kind of disturbing like I know that when I was growing up I heard how adults hated these things called participation trophies like you were called special for doing the bare minimum and I think we kind of grew up with that whole thing of being like oh you're doing a great job just by existing so by simply existing now it's like oh we're no longer gifted kids we're not special like I feel like such a disappointment because I was praised for being like average when I was younger and now I don't get any more praise so I feel like that kind of fucked over Gen Z because a lot of us were called special or gifted or talented as kids for doing literally nothing and now we've grown up continuing to do nothing and no one gives us praise for it anymore so i feel like that's an issue with gen z i don't know how we're going to function as adults because i mean in a workplace or in the real world no one's going to give you praise for anything unless you accomplish something i mean most of the time people are going to shit on you Um, So that's just one thing that I think contributes to how Gen Z has kind of shaped or developed in life. Um, Might be a bit controversial to be dissing my own generation, but I mean, what are you going to (laughs) do? So next on, I wanted to talk about generational gaps. Um, I'm going to bring up another example of a meme of the okay boomer phenomenon or trend and i was a i think sophomore or junior junior in high school so about two years ago i was a junior in high school when the okay boomer meme came out and essentially this meme was making fun of older people boomer generation or just gen x at that point really Um, making fun of older generations for basically shitting on young people. Because I feel like as a young person, I've always heard this thing like, oh, you kids are so addicted to technology. You guys don't get off your phones. Like, you guys are lazy, stupid. Like, it's because of that damn phone. Stuff like that. So I feel like the OK Boomer meme was kind of a retaliation into from, like, a retaliation to that because I mean I think there is just natural generational hatred for each other and the more that I think about it 
I realized that most generations tend to rival each other. Like, like millennials hate boomers, Gen Z hates boomers and millennials and so on and so forth. And I feel like this has been a trend for hundreds of years because like with the passage of time, the older generations are just going to see that things are getting quote unquote easier with like technology and revolutions and whatnot. And so like older people are always going to think, oh, like you guys have it so much easier back in my day. Like I had to get like a bucket of water from the well. And now you guys have electricity. <laughs> like if we're going to take it back to like, I don't know, the 1800s. But I feel like it's constantly like that, especially with the Industrial Revolution, because like the more that technology improves and develops, the more that the older generation is going to feel like the world is so much easier for people now. I mean, I'm sure that even though Gen, Gen Z is shat on for having it so easy, I'm sure that we're going to shit on other people in like 30 years being like, oh, you guys and your iPhone 25s, like you guys have it so easy. Like now you can pay your credit card bill in like one minute. It's completely easy for you guys. Like you guys have it so fine. Like what, back in my day, we had to use a laptop, an old like desktop computer to pay our credit card bill. Like I'm, I'm sure it's gonna turn out like that. So I'm just wondering why the passage of time breeds generational hatred because I mean, there's really no point. I mean, this, this trend or this habit or pattern or phenomenon, whatever you want to call it, has been a thing, I'm sure, for centuries. And I mean, I'm sure there is some sort of research or site for this, but um, I just think it's interesting how every single generation seems to have a hatred for the one that comes before it and the one that comes after it. And I think there is a certain solidarity in identifying with people of your own age because you come from the relatively same background or time period. So I do understand why generations come together and I'm definitely not arguing for, oh, we should all be a happy family and all, like, coexist and, like, respect each other's differences and backgrounds. Like, I'm not, <laughs> so, I'm not one to say that. I'm not one to encourage it. I mean, in an idealistic world, we'd all get along together, but clearly we don't, so I'm not going to preach to an empty room because, I mean, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Like, honestly, I don't think it's going to happen. But um, to get back to this topic of birthdays and, like, rites of passage, I think another point I wanted to talk about was, like, gaining more legitimacy in life for your age. And when I was writing my college essays, I actually didn't mention this about how I have always been underestimated based on my age. Um, this relates to school, this relates to work, this relates to 
even my family, because I am half Asian, and but I don't have like a white side. Like I'm I'm half Asian and half white, but the white side of my family lives in Europe, so I don't really have an influence from that side. So I consider myself more Asian than white, and um, so on my Asian side. Um, if any of you guys are Asian, you would know that, like, age hierarchy is a very big thing in Asian culture. Um, it goes throughout generations, and it depends on who comes first in the family, who is, like, the first boy, or who is, like, just older. So, typically, the older you are, the more respect that you have. And it also relates to, like, one's parents' relations of each other. So for example, like, my mother is the eldest child in her generation, but her younger brother has a son who is older than me. But, I don't know if, if you guys can catch on to this, but by relation, I place above my cousin, even though he's older than me, because my mother is older than his dad. So because his dad is younger than my mom's, even though I'm younger than my cousin, I rank higher than him. So that's just a kind of side example of what I mean by, like, age hierarchy in Asian culture. But, um, but I think that it is notable to relate to this concept of gaining legitimacy in life. Because in every aspect of my life, your age directly correlates to how capable you are, how responsible you are, and how smart you are. So in my family, I've always been disrespected because I'm the youngest one in the generation. So I'm always being compared to the achievements of my elder like family members, right? And I never liked that about my family, personally. Um, I think that it's especially emphasized because I am the youngest. Because there's already a lot of comparison in Asian culture. Um, but being the youngest adds another weight onto me, I feel like. Because those who are younger don't really get any respect. So, um, I always felt like I was given the short end of the stick for being, like, three months younger than my cousin. So... We were in the same grade, we are in the same grade, and so that added another pressure to, like, kind of compete with him. Um, so yeah, I feel like in every part of my life, there is an aspect of your age equals your worth. And apart from family, there is, like, a school and workplace element of that, because generally... When you are in society as a whole, like on a general scale, the older you are, the more quote unquote wisdom you have and the wiser that you are. I mean, it, it's even as like ingrained as like, like the wise old owl thing, like trend or what is it? Motif, motif in like fairy tales, like, like the wise old owl typically means that he's older, he's wiser, he knows more he kn about life, like, he's just more knowledgeable. 
And I think that's, that's an interesting idea because even from childhood, we are told like the older you are, the more knowledgeable you are. And that is true to some extent, but I know so many, I know so many fucking adults that are fucking idiots. Like, I'm sure some of you guys can relate to that. Like, how many people who are older than you can you, like, confirm that they are stupid as hell? Like, there's so many people who are, like, fucking 60, 70, 50, whatever, who are absolute dumbasses. And I really don't like the idea that just because you're older, you're wiser. Because, sure, you have more life experience, but are you actually wiser? Like, how much did you actually learn from those 20 years you have on me? Because I feel like there's also a responsibility for younger generations to achieve more than the older ones before them. So I feel like younger generations always learn from those who are older than them. And that makes them kind of have a leg up in that respect. Because, I mean, if you see millennials, like, or I don't know, some generation who is, like, extremely problematic, the younger generation is going to learn to not be as problematic, you know? Like, they're going to learn from others' mistakes who are older than them. So I feel like in that respect, younger generations have an advantage. But that's just one, one, like, example that I brought up. But, um... Other than, like, my family and society as a whole, I mean, just think about it. If you have a college graduate coming out of university and they want to enter a field, and, like, let's, let's take a second and, like, just imagine you are a job interviewer and you have two candidates. One is a college grad, one is someone with, 15 years of experience, but let's just assume they have the exact same amount of intelligence and exact same amount of, like, expertise in the field. Like, that college graduate could have such an amazing resume, but we have this notion that, like, oh, older people are more responsible and they can handle more, and they've been around longer, so they can deal with more on their plate. But there comes a point to where older people just aren't capable of doing stuff. Like, I know this might seem a bit, I don't know, controversial, or like that example wasn't really valid, and I would sort of agree with that. That was a pretty shitty example on my part. I apologize. (laughs) But, um... All I wanted to say was you could have two people with the same amount of expertise on something and one could just be older. And I feel like there is an implicit bias towards that older person. That's basically what I wanted to say. Um, I kind of wasted some time (laughs) by outlining that whole job interviewer example. But um, yeah, I just wanted to point out like this this bias against younger people and why younger people are expected to fail. Like, I do get it that younger people are expected to fail because they haven't experienced as much in life, but I don't feel like that should be so ingrained and so generalized because for me, I've been underestimated because of my age and 
I defied those expectations. And I flew with flying colors. Like, I had a job about a year ago. And I was, like, the second youngest person at that workplace. And in about six months, I got promoted far ahead than every single other person at that workplace. Did my age have anything to do with that? No. (laughs) Like, I think that my skills and my perseverance just ascended those than those than the ones who were older than me. So I don't like this idea that because you are young, you are incapable of success or that you are like not worthy of having responsibility because clearly there are people out there who defy those expectations and who like are basically just child prodigies or like childhood marvels. Like I don't like this idea that a child who is, I don't know, talented or hardworking or anything more than what is expected of them is like such, such a marvelous thing because I feel like children should not be capped in like this sort of way where they're expected to fail or they're expected to be stupid or incapable of stuff because I don't like, I don't think that is fair to them. I don't like how children are expected to be failures because that's diminishing. That diminishes a child's mental, like, self-worth. Like, I know that sort of mentality fucking ruined the way that I thought about myself as a kid. Like, being expected to fail will make you fail. I'm pretty sure there are studies out there where they state if a child has low expectations surrounding them, they're going to expect less from themselves. And it makes sense. Like, if you don't think you're going to do well on something or in life, the chances that you're actually going to do well in life are not going (laughs) to, they're not going to be very high, you know? So I think we need to motivate kids more than, like, tear them down and expect them to be failures because that mentality has fucked up my life to a considerable degree. And I think that self-doubt doesn't just affect kids, it affects people of all ages. But I think that instilling that mentality at such an early age really just sets you up for a life of failure because it's so hard to get out of that mentality, you know? So I think that kids deserve a little bit more credit or a little bit more respect for themselves because it's such a debilitating mentality to have that throughout your entire life. And as an ending note, I just want to point out, like, I know that some kids probably enjoy having that degree of, like, low expectation because kids do fuck up. They do make make mistakes. They do stupid shit all the time. But I think we need to acknowledge that, like, kids are not all stupid. They're not all incompetent, and they're not all, like, mistakes or wastes of time. I think kids need more shots at life. And they need more shots of responsibility because there's, it's just, 
I think it's harmful on a wide, like widespread scale to lock kids into this idea that they're stupid or incompetent, et cetera, et cetera. You know? So I think we should be more forgiving of kids, but also don't have such like low expectations of them because they are just kids. I do recognize that they are kids. Kids do fuck up and I understand that, but just because kids can make mistakes doesn't mean they can, that that they should be thought of as like a mistake as a whole. Do you know what I mean? I don't know if this makes any sense. Um, But yeah, that's just one that I want. That's just what I wanted to kind of finish on because I know that there were a little, like a, a little bit of issues with what I was saying about five, seven minutes ago. <laughs> but um, yeah, like give kids some leeway to make mistakes, but don't expect them to fail at any chance that they get because a lot of kids are just they're destroyed by that mentality. I know I was. I I I know that I could have been a go-getter if people just gave me the chance. You know? So, that's just one that I wanted to say. But yeah, I hope you guys like this episode. Um I hope you guys kind of think about this a little bit more than I did. <laughs> um I'm kind of just going at this kind of on just winging it (laughs) I'm really just winging winging this but um, yeah I hope you guys liked this if you guys want to talk about like rites of passage specifically or I don't know turning 18 or adulthood or anything specific that I covered in this podcast feel free to message me or follow um, forget your table manners pod on Instagram Um, It will be tagged in the description of this podcast. So if you guys could give me a follow or just reach out or just really interact, like I would so greatly appreciate you guys. Um, But yeah, I just wanted to thank you guys for listening and see you next time. Bye.